Hey there, welcome back to Marketing Matchmaker. I am super excited today. I know I don't have guests on all of the time, but today's guest is some kind of in a different sphere of who I've had on recently. So I'd like to introduce Catherine Smith. She is an e-commerce consultant and founder of Walton Birch, an Atlanta-based consulting firm helping entrepreneurs and small businesses launch and grow their online stores. She's also the co-founder of the Black Lady Business School, an organization that helps lower barriers to success for women and minority entrepreneurs through business education, networking, and access to local experts. Catherine, I'm so excited to have you on. We were having a little bit of conversation before we started recording, um, and I just, I love your explanation of what an e-commerce consultant does. So let's start there. What does that mean? What's an e-commerce consultant? Sure. Um, so as an e-commerce consultant, I work with small businesses and entrepreneurs to help them launch and grow websites and online stores. Um, and I know that when people hear e-commerce, they're thinking, I don't sell t-shirts or mugs or candles. Um, but, you know, my definition of e-commerce is very broad uh, to really any exchange of information on a site. So if it needs to be, information needs to be exchanged and it needs to be done securely, um, I help people with that. So I work with traditional B to see or business to consumer e-commerce. So yes, t-shirts and mugs and candles. Um, but I also work with lawyers and chefs and consultants and coaches and um, conferences, nonprofit conferences as well. So it's a pretty yeah. broad definition. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think it's also clears it up a bit because I do think when people think e-commerce, they do think t-shirts, mugs, candles, a widget that they can sell on their site. Yeah. And reality is it is much broader than that because mm -hmm. You had said before that it's like a, it's a portal where people can, you know, process and it's secure. Yes. Like, I think that's something that a lot of business owners neglect when it comes to their website is their security. Absolutely. Why is security important when it comes to your website? Well, there are bad actors out here that are looking to do nefarious things with that with that information, you know, so they're just looking for whoever, you know, whatever information is available and kind of floating around out there. Um, and so uh, you know, consumers are more aware of this and I think that they ever have been and, and conscious of this. And they know that it's really difficult to kind of recover from that if it happens from, from like identity theft or from just theft, uh, if it happens to you. So they're conscious or really aware of what they're doing with their information, who they're sharing their information with. Um, and so as a small business owner, as a small business you know, like looking legit online is difficult generally. Like I tell people, you know, when people are like, hey, what does an e-commerce consultant do? I say, I help you look legit online. And part of that is letting people know that if you share your information with me, be that your financial information and credit card information for a transaction, or if you share your personal information with me, I'm going to safeguard that. I'm going to keep that protected. I'm not going to sell it around the internet or let randos kind of come through and take a look at that as well. So I think security is extra important. Consumers are really looking out for that. Businesses are looking out for that as well. So part of looking legit and being legit online is protecting that information. So I want to, when it comes to security, I know one of the things I run into quite often, just me on the internet floating around is the lack of an SSL certificate. So can you explain what that is and why they need it? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> 
So I am, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm a front end web developer. So like, I'm not one of those locked away in a matrix room type web developers, but I do understand basically that um, an SSL or security certificate for a website um, basically says, Hey, this website is legit. Like the domain or the, the web address, the URL that you're going to matches up with the, you know, the, the person that's collecting this information, this connection is secure. Nobody's peeking in on this connection. It's not being diverted to a third party. You know, there's not like a, a giant loophole in this transaction. Like if you submit information through this connection, it is secure. Um, and that is as technical as I can get with that explanation. <laughs> that is perfect. I think that's as technical as anybody needs okay most of the people <laughs> listening to me don't even know what an ssl certificate okay. is yes so like this, the, usually <laughs> you don't have to buy them separately like usually usually they are included with website hosting so for people who buy website hosting separately so if you go to like a godaddy or a, a namecheap or hostgator a siteground is another popular hosting company then then ssl certificate is something that would be included usually in one of those offerings but you can buy it separately if you're on a built-in platform like a shopify wix weebly work WordPress, Webflow, I, I can't, there's so many of them. There's anyway, all those are the big ones. If you build a site on those, the SSL is included. Like it, it usually comes with the platform. So, um, but a really easy way to check that is when you go to your website, if you're, if you look in the little URL bar at the top and you see the little lock um, that it is secured with an SSL, uh, another, <laughs> another really easy way to know is if you go to the site and your browser specifically Chrome is like, Hey, I don't think you want to do this. Like maybe we should go back to safety. Then there's probably not an SSL. <laughs> and I've run into that. I can't tell you how many times in the past week or so I've run into that as I'm looking for some information. And I'm like, should I reach out to this person and help them get an SSL certificate? Because yeah. driving it's like, hey, friend, because the the message <laughs> is alarming. Like if Google is telling you, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should do this. Like you're <laughs> listening to Google, like you're just like, okay, take it. And the link literally says, take me back to safety. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it does, it does, and it is alarming. Yes. And you obviously do not want that. In, for your own business, right? No, I mean, it's bad a, enough when you go to someone deal else's business, but yep. it does make yep. it a deal breaker. Um, at least for me, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. Hop I'm going on back to safety. Website. Yeah, I'm, like, yep. I'm going back to safety. Because like. you never know. We've all heard malware and you mm -hmm. know, you know, people stealing your identity and Absolutely. all of that kind of stuff. That's the last thing you want to do is is um, take that risk. Absolutely. So especially now. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially nowadays. I mean, ever, but every day it becomes more and more. I mean, how many people that we've seen get hacked? Like yeah. this company is hacked and this company is hacked and yep. the small little guy, you can't afford. Absolutely. You can't afford. It's just, it will make or break your business. Um, especially when you're competing with people who have like world-class security. So if you're showing up and in anything about it looks not legit, people are going to just be like, nope, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Let's check on Amazon. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. So how can a solopreneur or small business owner maintain a healthy web relationship with their platform, their online presence, their website? 
That's a that's a great question. And I think looking at it as a relationship is actually super helpful in this case, um, because relationships kind of take an effort from both parts. And also, if you're thinking about, especially as a small business, as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, if you're thinking about your website kind of as an extra employee of your business and not just like a thing, like a, a widget to your point, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot easier to think about these the relationship between you and your website. So your website is is a a quasi living breathing thing <laughs> um and if you neglect it it will die <laughs> like, it cannot help you and serve you in your business if you are not paying attention to it if you're not feeding it nurturing it watering it um and what do, what does that mean that's a great question what does that mean um so uh there are a lot of different things that impact your website's kind of ability to show up online so obviously hosting is one of them keep paying your hosting if if that's the thing that you need to Forever. do yes um yeah <laughs> Yeah, forever. Um, And then also uh, from, you know, people know that when you go to Google and you type in things or a search engine of your choice, I'll just say that um, when you go to your search engine of choice and type in something, it returns web pages. And the big question for entrepreneurs is like, all right, how do I get my website there? Like they think it's like, internet magic. magic. (laughs) And to some extent it is. And you know, so if your business is named like, XYZ PQQJR, then maybe you have, it's easier to search specifically for you. Um, but if your business is named like the Apple store, and actually, man, that's a terrible, that is a terrible yeah. example. Hold on, <laughs> let me walk that back. <laughs> but if your business has a very common name, um, then it makes you that much more difficult to find among like millions and millions of results. And so a little time and energy and effort into content to kind of differentiate your site from other sites with that same name is super helpful when it comes to, I'm going to call it search engine optimization, but I don't want to like have people shut off there. So it is search engine optimization, but it really is just feeding your website content that is relevant to your business, that is current to your business, you know, that helps your customers um, and your clients and helps them to find you. So I'm not going to call it SEO. I'm just going to call it feeding (laughs) your website. So the key to a healthy website relationship is feeding and nurturing and paying attention to your website for sure. And I think that's it's easy to do. You don't have to go all the way out. You can definitely do it one article or one blog or one landing page at a time for sure. And I I think it's important that people know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you because content is how our audiences recognize what we're doing. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, if we stop posting content on our website, just like if we stop posting content in social media land, they think we died. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like they just assume we no longer exist. Yeah. So yeah. The best way to create relationships is to continue to communicate. And Mm -hmm. the easiest way to do that is through content on your website. Absolutely. And you get to, you get to kind of control that. So um, a lot of times people wonder, like, do I even need a website, you know, for my business or for my, like, whatever it is. And, you know, I say to them, if you're okay with the internet describing you in the way that whoever wants to describe you, then no, like don't do anything. Don't have your own online presence. But if it's important for you to describe your brand, to describe yourself and your services and tell your story in a way that's meaningful to you, then you absolutely have to have a platform that you control. Um, um, So like a platform, like a Facebook or an Instagram or a TikTok, like you can post content there 
but when those platforms go away your content also goes away yeah so the, the like i think a website is a good option because you own it like it is something that you have created you own you determine if you keep paying your hosting whether it stays <laughs> online um and then you can you can tell your story you can talk about your services you can talk about your products and how they're different from other products uh, that are similar so i would say yes super important <laughs> I mean, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I always tell people, I mean, as much as in my business, we spend on social media, obviously we want rerun paid traffic ads. So we're on social media all the time. And the number one thing I tell my clients is take them off of social media because you don't control your message. You don't control, you can control what you post, but you don't Mm -hmm. control who sees it, when they see it, how they see it, all of those things. So the, I guess the other question becomes, if you were going to buy from somebody, would you buy from somebody that didn't have a website? <laughs> I mean, but like, how, how would I buy from them? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, if I stumbled across them in the real world, perhaps like if I, you know, they were just like at a market or something, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll totes buy that. <laughs> yeah. You know? But other than that, like literally everybody Googles everything these days. I'm like, you know, you know what would be cool? a Mickey Mouse headband. Let's do it. You know, like (laughs) the very first thing I'm doing is going to my search engine of choice and say like, listen, who's got this? Where can I get this? Where can I find one of these? You know? So I, I, if I, I would literally ask the question, like how, how are people supposed to find you and buy from you if they can't find you online? How does that work? And I think if nothing else, 2020 taught us that, Mm -hmm. right? So many businesses closed because they didn't have an online presence. Like, Mm -hmm the mom and pop shops that didn't have a website or weren't able to pivot on their website died because of it. Um, Because most people spent all of their time searching social media and buying from Amazon instead of the mom and pop store. Yeah. And um, so during the pandemic is actually when I ended up in e-commerce. So I started out in marketing research because I have an MBA and I'm like, that's what I do now. Um, but I pivoted back into e-commerce. I was a web designer forever ago. Um, and But I pivoted into e-commerce because of the pandemic. Um, so there's some local businesses. I live like outside the city of Atlanta. Atlanta is a huge city. And then the suburbs have nice, like you can get like quaint shops and boutiques in the suburbs. It's great. And so where I live, there were some brick and mortar stores that did not have online presence at all. And the state of Georgia shut down for like a week, but at the time we didn't know it was just going to be a week. And so I got into e-commerce, actually helping them do um, buy online, pick up like curbside. So they're still, it's like a hybrid. You're still in person. They're still operating a physical presence. They're not giving up on it completely. And I think that was a lot more palatable than them to than saying like, listen, forget my brick and mortar. I'm going hundred percent online, buying online, picking up curbside was how they were able to make it through the pandemic because, you know, during the early parts, nobody knew how to avoid COVID. COVID was just not a great situation. So um, even a hybrid solution, even if you're just, you're not like, okay, screw this brick and order let's you know go completely (laughs) online you can absolutely have an e-commerce solution that helps you um you know in running your store and running your business and growing your audience and things like that one of my favorite stories of of the pandemic was um a little restaurant there in illinois in like this little town in illinois but the way they survived is they started a membership for their their you got x amount of meals a week and you paid regardless if you ate, got those meals or not, if you picked them up or not. But that's how they survived as they went online and created this new idea and this new platform. 
And that's how, you know, it was that same idea. People bought it, they picked it up, they took it home, they ate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I think that's one of the things that I think most people get to keep in mind, right? Is have that online presence. Do you really exist? (laughs) Theoretically, you're kind of like a unicorn. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So before I get to my marketing question, I wanted to ask you about the Black Lady Business School. Tell me about that. Tell my audience, like, what is that? What is it? What does it do? And and how do you help people? Sure. Um, So Black Lady Business School was kind of like an offshoot of my initial business. Um, I met my co-founder during the pandemic and we were both we're both marketing consultants um, or in the marketing consulting space she does social media i do kind of websites and e-commerce and we were saying like wow like marketing is helpful but marketing is not everything uh, to growing a business and staying in business especially during a pandemic Um, and so we really wish that there was something that we could do something that could be done to help our clients with some of those other things that weren't marketing, you know, to help them kind of grow in their the business. And because this is during the pandemics to stay in business. And so like, we kind of toyed around with the, you know, the idea a little bit. And then Black Lady Business School was born as a way um, initially to lever- leverage um, economies of scale. So during the pandemic, you know, a lot of small businesses, got had supply chain disruptions you know amazon's buying like 10,000 of everything so suppliers are like i'm sorry we don't have any more toilet paper <laughs> number one we don't have any more toilet paper we don't have any more jars or um like bottles we don't have um you know cocoa butter or shea butter you know like those raw materials that people needed to make package sell their products or services depending um and so it was like it initially started as a way to leverage economies of scale to be more effective, um, you know, as individual businesses during the pandemic. Um, And through that, different people in different industries said, oh, hey, it's not just like I have this product or I have this material or I have this dollar. It was, oh, I have this experience. I can share this experience as well. So Black Lady Business School just kind of grew from there where somebody says, hey, I've been through this. I can tell you about it. Or, hey, this is my specialty. These are the clients that I work with. I can teach you how to do that or work with you on that. Um, And then there's still an element to leveraging the economies of scale to make things more affordable. So teaching workshops or classes in um, like a one-to-many format instead of a one-to-one definitely makes things more affordable, but it's just being in a community of people, you know, that can, you can network with, that you can learn from, and that you can teach and mentor yourself um, as well. And just to, you know, create uh, successful outcomes for everybody. That is awesome. And I know it didn't really have a whole lot to do with your, your business. However, I do think it's a fabulous, um, platform that you've created. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool project. I'm I'm excited about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my question it for you is what marketing mistake did you make when you were first starting to grow your business? Or what's the biggest one that you see your clients making? Oh, I have an answer for both of those. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do mine briefly um, just because it's actually related to my client's mistake. <laughs> actually, I'll just talk about all of them at one time. So um, not being very specific. And it's so there are two things, not being specific and not being consistent. And these two things are 100% related. And the the mistake that new businesses make is not seeing how those two things are related. 
Um, so when I started, I was like, I'm a marketing consultant. And we talked about this a little bit beforehand. I started saying like, hey, I'm a marketing consultant. And I actually still use my old business cards because I bought like a thousand of them and the email hasn't changed what the information has. So it's still on my old business cards. But I said, um, uh, like I, I do all the things, like all the things marketing. I do marketing research. I do data analysis and insights. I do this and then this and then this and then this and then this. And then inevitably I would go to um, a networking meeting or something and people would be like, oh, okay, so do you do paid ads? And I'm just like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> hey, do you do SEO? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> so, you know, for a solopreneur, like uh, getting leads and kind of efficiently handling leads is super important to my business. And calling myself a marketing consultant was not very specific. And it meant that I I ended up spending a lot of time on not very qualified leads or yeah, I say qualified leads. So like people where the services just didn't match, you know, right. What they were so it's looking not just for me. and what you right, offered. Exactly. It's not just me. It's them. They're having a conversation with somebody that can't necessarily solve the problems. And I wasn't just going to like, learn paid advertising. <laughs> like one does not simply learn paid advertising. <laughs> you know, so being more specific about what it is that I do offer, you know, and, and what service, you know, how I can help people has tremendously helped in my business to the point where I literally, when I just say I'm an e-commerce consultant, when I say I do front-end web development plus marketing consulting, super specific. And no, I do not stray outside of that um individually. Like I work with other partners to do that. I refer out definitely to other right. people, you know, things like that. But I, I'm, I, I know what I do, and that has made it very easy, or, or easier for me to kind of craft an offering and to consistently offer that and like hone the process for that and do it efficiently. So it's super important for growing my business. And I think when people start, they just don't really know that. They're just like, I need to get paid. So I'm just going to do all the things and then we'll figure it out later. And I get it. I completely understand that. Um, And so part of what I do as an e-commerce consultant is like, how can we get you that success? Um, I guess this is more kind of Black Lady Business School than with Waltz and Birch because Waltz and Birch works with people who are trying to sell things. And sometimes that takes time. But for service providers, like other people, other people who are starting out as consultants, Walton Birch works with them to say, okay, like, how can we get you to your first client without yeah. having to take any and all the jobs? <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, that's one of the things I think um, I have a conversation with people getting into our business or any other business that just, um, and that's their biggest struggle. They, they just want to make money. And in order to do that, they do everything and anything. Problem with doing everything and anything. I have too. I'm not gonna lie. I did it when I first started my business. Yes, I can do that. That was my that was my answer to everything. Absolutely. And I figured it out. And I also didn't get paid well. No, I took on some very time consuming jobs for like very low pay. Like I was getting paid like $15 an hour and that was not very helpful because at an effective 40% tax rate, that's nothing. Like that is not a livable wage. (laughs) Exactly. So the more specific you can get, the higher you can increase your pricing because you know your whatever, your your website building better than anyone else. And so you can be... Mm -hmm. uh, better compensated for it. Yeah. So. And you're, you can do it more efficiently. I'm not sure how to describe this. So instead of doing one thing today, one thing, you know, thing A today, thing B tomorrow, thing C, and investing in platforms for thing A and thing B and, the, and equipment for thing A, thing B and thing C, like my computer is optimized for making yes. websites. My computer yes. is optimized. You know, I have the licenses that I have are 
relevant to a front end web development business and marketing, you know, like those things are all more efficient. So I'm not spending as much money on platforms that I don't need. Like I at one point did transcription. <laughs> like I don't need to pay for that anymore. <laughs> I literally did all the things. So I don't have to pay for all this extra software. I don't have to pay for these platforms. You know, I'm not spending time kind of transitioning between these things. Um, I can use, I have a small team of people now. So I have a team of developers and the developers can work on multiple projects if they're similar projects. So like you just become more efficient if your offering is very kind of narrow. You also become better at it, which makes you faster at it, which also oh, yeah. makes you more efficient, which means you're- yes you can get paid more for spending yes. less time on something. Yes, absolutely. You, you said it better than me. Oh. <laughs> That's what I, I meant. It. I meant that I part. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine, it has been a pleasure to chat with you. For any of you out there that are struggling with your website or looking to jump into the e-commerce website or even just a more secure platform, um, I will have Catherine's contact information in the show notes below. Catherine, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience before we leave? Um, just kind of in the theme of having good relationships with your uh, online presence, like it shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be fraught with angst. Um, it's definitely something that is doable and something that can help you in your business. Um, or, you know, even if you're, you know, it's not like a e-commerce business, like to grow in your venture. So uh, I would say like, you know, start somewhere, like, don't let it, don't let the mountain of like, oh my gosh, this seems difficult to kind of stop you. Cause I think in the, in the long run, it's definitely more helpful or should be more helpful than it is like a headache. So Awesome. I agree with you. And I, I was so happy to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions for Catherine, her, all of her information are in the show notes. And you can always reach out to me if you are ready to grow your business, increase your revenue and scale your impact. Head over to yourmarketingmatchmaker.com and we'll have a chat. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Matchmaker podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Please head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review so we can hear from you. And if you are a coach, consultant, or online course creator who are looking to grow your business, increase your income, and scale your impact, Connect with me at yourmarketingmatchmaker.com. I look forward to hearing from you.